Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Derek, and this is an episode of Monster Kid Radio coming to you recorded from the line leading into the 99W drive-in here in Newburgh, Oregon. Now, I'm recording this in mid-May. I'm not sure when exactly I'm going to put this out on the show. So, you know, what's happening tonight has already happened, and I cannot wait for it to happen because it's a showing of my favorite film of all time. Not just of classic monster movies, not of movies that came out in the 50s. This is my favorite monster movie, my favorite film period of all time, Creature from the Black Lagoon, starring Julie Adams and some other guys, Richard Carlson, Richard Denning, directed by Jack Arnold. Well, here at the drive-in, they're going to be showing this movie in 3D. And this movie became the first Monster Kid Radio Crashes event. Monster Kid Radio is crashing Creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, this Monster Kid Radio Crash event began with a meal, a late lunch, early dinner kind of thing, at Ye Old Pizza Shop, which is a pizza place just down the street from the drive-in. So conveniently located for what we're doing here, and met up with some friends, ate some pizza, talked about monster movies, geeked out about a bunch of other things as well, and just kind of hung out and had a good time. And then about 5.45 or so, we got into the car and drove down to the drive-in. Now, 5.45 in the middle of May is a little early. The sun's not going to go down for a little while here. They open the gate at 6.30 at the drive-in. However, on their Facebook page, they've been recommending people get here a little early, about 5.30 or so, because the line leading into the drive-in actually goes out onto the 99 West, which is a highway, and they've had incidents where they've had people backed up onto the highway. And, well, that's not so good. So they recommended people get here early, and I am here early now. It's about 6.15, and I'm in line. I'm about 20 feet away from the sign that announces that Creature is playing at the drive-in, as well as the double feature. Now, they're showing Iron Man 3 as a double feature. I'm not going to stick around for that. I understand they've got to bring in some you know, big-budget Hollywood modern movies that's going to draw an audience so that they can, you know, afford to keep running the drive-in. Because really, let's be honest, the drive-in is a dying thing here in the States and and around the world where they happen to have had drive-ins in the past. I know it's pretty much an American thing for the most part, but, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a drive-in anywhere near you, no matter where you're located, I recommend that you check them out and support them as much as you can. Because really, you can't beat seeing a monster movie like this at the drive-in. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Every chance that I've had to see Creature from the Black Lagoon in a theater setting, I've taken. Here in Portland, Oregon, I've had an opportunity to see the movie at the Hollywood Theater a couple of times over the years, both times in 3D. I also saw it at another theater here in town. I forget the name of the theater, but it was probably a good seven, eight years ago when I saw it there. When I lived in Bozeman, Montana, and I was the projectionist at the student-run movie theater, we brought in Creature from the Black Lagoon and showed it there in 3D. I've owned the movie on VHS, and I've owned the movie on DVD in two different forms, and now I own it on Blu-ray, courtesy of that awesome universal box set that came out last year. I picked up the Blu-ray edition from the UK so that I could have it in the very cool coffin-shaped display box. It's a region-free Blu-ray, so anybody can play it if you pick it up that way. And my understanding now is that Universal is going to release the movies that were part of that box set individually as individual Blu-rays. I'm going to pass. I'm picking it up that way. Don't need it just yet. But I am hoping that enough people do buy these individually, that it gives Universal the idea that, hey, maybe some of the other monster movies are worth putting out on Blu-ray. I'm just saying. Now, I've not had an opportunity to see it in 3D on Blu-ray yet, 
I'm still trying to find a way to make that happen because I do have a couple of really good friends who have a 3D Blu-ray setup. It's just a matter of finding the time to get out to their place and settle in with some 3D glasses and some Gilman and, of course, uh, Julie Adams. I keep talking about Julie Adams. You know, we joke, my wife and I and some of my friends and I, I call her my 50s girlfriend. I think it's probably fair to say and probably honest to say I've got a huge crush on Julie Adams, and not just in this movie. Now, granted, this movie was my introduction to uh, Julie Adams, but I've seen her in other movies over the years. I've, I've tracked down other movies that she's been in just because it is Julie Adams. And, you know, some of my other favorites, including Hollywood Story, which is directed by William Castle, as well as a movie called Underwater City, which is, you know, from the 60s. And, you know, maybe at some point here on Monster Kid Radio, we can talk about these movies down the line. But this movie's got more than just Julie Adams going for it, which, you know, is enough. Don't get me wrong. But there's more going for it than just Julie Adams. We've got Richard Denning and Richard Carlson, who are excellent leading men in this film, and it's directed by Jack Arnold. I mean, when you think 50s monsters movies, especially universal monster movies, you can't help but think about Jack Arnold. The man knew what he was doing. He knew how to tell stories that played with these fantastic elements, but grounded them in characterizations and characters that made you really care about what was happening on the screen, beyond the fantasy, beyond the monsters, beyond that incredible music. And I can't wait to crank up my car radio to listen to some of that music. The way this drive-in is set up, at least the last time I was here, some of the speakers in the lot worked, but for the most part, the music was played over an FM band. So I'm looking forward to hearing how that sounds here in a little bit once we finally get in. If you head over to our website at monsterkidradio.net, over on the left-hand side of the screen, one of the options there, one of the windows, is a window into our Flickr stream. And I'm putting up the picture that I took of the sign showing that Creature is showing. I'm going to take some more pictures throughout the evening, and I'll put those on our Flickr page as well. Again, monsterkidradio.net over on the left is our Flickr page stream. You can find that there. You go check that out. Of course, you can always just look at Monster Kid Radio on Flickr and find us there. I'm trying real hard to be patient while I wait here in line. Somebody just drove past us. The line leading into the drive-in, you know, there's a going in and a coming out, a solid yellow line dividing the two paths. Somebody just drove along the left-hand side. I'm assuming it's somebody who works here, because if not, well, they just cut in line. I want to see my movie. That's not cool. Oh, okay, here we go. We're starting to move now. Just one? Just me. $12. Where did you get that shirt? Uh, this one was sent to me as a gift. That's cool. We have, uh, Brian's wearing one, and then we have one on display that's not for sale. You're the first person I've seen to actually... It's my favorite film. Is it? This is my favorite movie of all time. So you have no idea how excited really? I am to see this at the drive-in for the first time. Cool. I can't wait, man. Yeah, and 3D. I know, right? Yeah, it's actually, like, when I first put the glasses on, I, I didn't, it's like... After your eyes adjust, it's actually really pretty good 3D. You know? I've seen it in 3D in a theater before, but never at a drive-in. Oh, so now you've lived. I, I, I could go home happy, and then that's it. That's all I need to do. Yep. So is uh, the channel on here? Yep, 96.5. See, there's his shirt. There you go, man. got to represent. He has a shirt, too. Got to represent. He, he's, gonna, he's a big fan, too. He's going to want to see You go stand by the posters, and I'll take a picture. Sounds yeah, good, brother. Yeah, we'll get take your picture. Your we Sounds take good. Pictures together. Sounds like a plan, man. Will you be in the? Yeah. Will you be in the snack bar area? We're gonna be on Facebook. Who's gonna take the picture? The Invisible Man. Richard. We'll find somebody. We'll do it. Right I'll, I'll find you, man. Okay. Thanks. See you soon.
was audio from the very first Monster Kid radio crash event that took place a couple of weeks before the very first episode of Monster Kid Radio actually ever being released. But, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon coming out, going to be shown at the drive-in movie theater down the street from me. I couldn't miss out on an opportunity to see the movie and to bring some people along who had never seen it before. That's kind of the point of these Monster Kid Radio crashes, to get together with like-minded friends and fans and watch these classic monster movies together. That's what this episode of Creature Cast Among Us is going to be about. There have been two Monster Kid Radio crashes in the podcast history that have revolved around Creature from the Black Lagoon. So that's what this episode is, audio from these crashes. And in both cases, you're going to get to hear from somebody who has never seen the movie prior to the crash. So we're going to get some first-time viewing experiences here on this monthly show devoted to nothing but Creature from the Black Lagoon. This is a spinoff show of Monster Kid Radio, the podcast where we celebrate the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, writer-producer Derek M. Cook. I also produce Monster Kid Radio. In fact, this podcast right now, this one you're listening to or this episode, it only comes out on the Monster Kid Radio feed for now. Now, if this is your first time over here, welcome. Hope you enjoy your stay and I hope you enjoy Monster Kid Radio proper. I hope you stick around and check that out. In the future, Creature Cast Among Us will have its own separate feed. That may happen in February or March. But in the meantime, keep yourself locked in right here on iTunes, Stitcher, however it is you listen to the podcast. Well, you're going to get future episodes of Creature Cast Among Us and Monster Kid Radio this way. Oh, and by the way, the music that opened the show, that was the song theme from The Moistening. It's from the band Invisible Dracula. It's on their EP, Invisible EP, and you can find them at invisibledracula.bandcamp.com. They also have a website coming soon at invisibledracula.com, so keep your web browsers opened to that, because that'll be coming here soon. They gave us permission to make that song the official theme song of Creature Cast Among Us. You're going to get to hear it in its entirety at the end of the show. So I was at the 99W Drive-In. Now, that is the local drive-in here in the Portland, Oregon area. It's about a 25-minute drive from me here. And I do regret that this last summer, I didn't get a chance to go. I just wasn't able to get out there. And they didn't really show a lot of monster movies. The one time they showed a movie that I wanted to see, it was the original Godzilla. It was actually the same weekend as another event that was happening here in town. So I wasn't able to get out to that. But man, if they show Creature again, you know I'm going to be there if I'm in the area. So I got to do it, right? I got to well you heard me say it a couple of times gotta represent um (laughs) the 99w is one of the theaters that was awarded a digital projection system last year when there's that whole let's put more digital projectors in the drive-in movie theaters push that was sponsored by some car company you guys and gals helped make that happen actually it was kind of a popular vote thing getting people to vote for them online got them on the list of people to get the new projectors so thank you if you were one of the people who helped them out because the 99w is Awesome. And that's what the first part of this episode is going to be, is my experiences at the 99W with that film. Why don't we dive into that right now? So the movie's going to kick off here in a few seconds. I wanted to just check in one more time. We just got done watching a Sylvester and Tweety Bird short, a little cartoon to kick things off. They're changing reels now. We're about to dive in to Creature from the Black Lagoon. Now I was going to sit in front of the car in a lawn chair, but uh, it's a little chilly 
it's a little wet out there. You know, the rain's spitting down every once in a while. I'm just going to sit in the car with the heater on with my bucket of popcorn, my large root beer with no ice and a bottle of water. And uh, we're going to kick things off here in a second. And I can't wait, man. I, I, you know, I know a lot of this episode of this podcast has been a lot of me just saying, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I can't wait. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, Go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. So we also played the national anthem. Another thing about drive-in movie theater etiquette. A couple of retro trailers, a trailer for a movie that was shown later. You know, I cut most of that out. I really enjoy, like, the drive-in movie theater ads for the snack bars and things like that, but I didn't want to bore you guys and gals. You're here for Creature. I was there for Creature. So, you know, I just cut all that, dove right into Creature. Now, after the movie, I met up with Ray Jelinek down the street. Now, Ray's been on the show a few times for a couple of different crashes. He was an actual guest proper on episodes number 93 and 94 of Monster Kid Radio last April when we talked about the movie Inframan, which was one of his favorite films. First time viewing for me. Those were a lot of fun. Go check those out in the archives at monsterkidradio.net. He had never seen Creature before this, so let's hear what he had to say. So I just got out of the drive-in, drove down the street so we wouldn't bother anybody else while we did this. Y'all know what I think about this movie. I talk about this movie every chance I get because it's one of my favorites. But what I did with this this whole Monster Kid Radio crash is the movie is I wanted to make sure that we had somebody who had never seen this movie before find out what he thought about it. And I'm with my friend Ray. Ray has never seen this movie. What did you think, brother? This was an amazing movie. For, for its time period, the... The one thing that intrigued me about the whole movie was the creature. Uh-huh. They had him, when he came out of the water, they had him breathing. Uh-huh. They had his, I mean, he, he had facial expressions. He was creepy. <laughs> um, the one thing I can't say about the movie is the ending was a bit abrupt. Yeah. Um, but it was, in my opinion, it was a classic revenge story. This mm-hmm. creature just wanted to be left alone. And they were like, hey, let's go down and bother the, he- bother the heck out of him. <laughs> uh, you know, they shot him. They stabbed him. You know, they p- 
poisoned him and he still survived. <laughs> and the movie just left it where you don't know if he was dead or alive. He just ended. Well, you know, there's like two sequels, right? No, I didn't. Yeah. And now I know. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the 3D was a bit dark, but I think that A was because of the print and B, the glasses were just, well, it was a different, different style than what I think we're used to now. Yeah, I mean the 3D. It's the traditional classic 3D. Um, mm. I was taken by. I've seen this 3D theatrically before. Mm. I've never seen it this big. So to see the underwater scene specifically 3D, knowing that I'm actually in an outside environment. Mm. So to see the fish and the, and the muck in the water and all that outside was kind of it was weird to me but i still dug it yeah i mean it was seeing it in, in the red and, and red and green was completely different than what anybody is ever used to i mean i remember back in the 80s seeing uh was the man who wasn't there in 3d <laughs> and, and jaws 3d and oh, yeah. it was still a different style of 3d this it was like you said the underwater scenes outdoor environment it was really, really good. It was, it was, that point was very clear. Okay. Very clear. But yeah, it was two thumbs up on this for, for a classic movie. So, so I got to ask you, what, what do you think of my 50s girlfriend? Yeah, she was, de- I can see why. She, <laughs> she was extremely hot for that era. Um, my girlfriend had mentioned that she, it seemed like she was channeling Catherine Hepburn. Wow. Which for that time period, I figured that, that's a good analogy. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, I was thinking more of a Betty Page look, yeah, but yeah. you know that kind of thing. But yeah, it was yeah. She was so so she had a Julie Adams look for me. I don't know about you. I'm just saying. Yes. Well, yeah, I understand <laughs> that. You know, being that she is Julie Adams, so yeah. So yeah, I was I was I was really very pleased with the movie. So uh, this drive-in uh, I mentioned earlier when I was recording earlier that they they pumped the sound through uh, the radio. Mm-hmm. What did you think when that that classic stinger that dun, 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 came blasting through your car radio? It, it was much better than from what I remember back when the last time I went to the drive-in when they were still using the outside speakers, mm-hmm. and it didn't have the tinny sound, which I think is was probably the drawback for any modern uh, video file. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. It was definitely a good transition. So. So, so you're going to get this for your home collection, watch this at home on DVD you know, or Blu-ray? Honestly, I will probably look for it because, yeah, yeah I, I, I could definitely see myself watching it again. And I was very surprised to see cars leaving after that. I, I thoroughly expected to see the entire crowd just be waiting for Iron Man 3. So obviously there were there were some people there that were going there specifically for Creature. Right. I mean, it's a Saturday night, so it's not like, you know, Sunday night, people got to go home or whatever. You're right. I was kind of surprised that we were not the only ones leaving. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily the older crowd that left either. There were a few people that were leaving that were the younger ones. Yeah. So, I don't know if they were, you know, if it was culture shock, they had to go home and, you know, wash it from their brain. or (laughs) I I don't know. but, But all in all, yeah, I was very, very pleased with the movie. Well, this is my favorite, and uh, I was thrilled that you and, and, and Liz came out to uh, to enjoy the movie with us, man. That was just a lot of fun, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I would definitely do this again, especially if they have another, you know, uh, classic monster movie from that specific era. I think that's oh, something yes. I can thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, the, the drive-in was a blast. Will you come back to the drive-in normally? Uh, you know, I would do it. I would do it again. Liz and I were, were talking that this would be something that, 
that would be, you know, fun going outside to see a movie. Yeah. You know, something that you don't have the opportunity to do much anymore. Especially with, you know, the drive-ins disappearing like they are. Yeah, so uh, keep that in mind. I think I mentioned this earlier. If you have a drive-in, even if they're not showing a classic movie like they should, go support it. Thanks again, Ray. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then I think I went back to the drive-in again. Maybe. Hello. I'm back again. You Did you love it? It's my favorite movie. Is it? It is my favorite it film really of is. all time. That's great. I, I, I'm, I'm back, man. I got. I got to do it again. Oh boy, you're famous on the website. Am I really? Yeah. Well, I know they put a picture of me up. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cute picture. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. You guys keep showing movies like this. I'll be back a lot. Well, that's good to know. I, I love these old sci-fi horror monster movies, man. So. Do you like um, like Frankenstein? Yeah. Dracula. Definitely. Well, I produce a podcast about this this kind of stuff. Yeah, and you've talked with Brian about that. Briefly, yeah. I want to talk to him some more his about it. Childhood so. and adult passion are the universal monsters. See, that's that's my that's my wheelhouse right there. Oh man, he right there. Collects the toys. He he just loves them. So you you do a podcast? Yeah, we're actually launching at the end of the month. Oh, okay. We're recording our first episode live next week at Wonder Northwest, which is a local con in Portland. Oh, okay. And then after that, twice a week. About a half hour show every week on the internet, cool. talking about monster movies, you know, classic sci-fi horror stuff, um, oh, wow. interviews with people, you we'll know, covering subscribe. events, things like that. So yeah, definitely, it's MonsterKidRadio.net. I'll write that down because I I'm a huge Disney fan, oh, so I love there you go. podcasts. Really? Oh God! I My love. friend produces a Disney podcast. No. Called Disney Indiana. Disney Indiana. I know Diz Boards and I know Communicore Weekly and a yeah. lot. Wait, where so, does he live? Indiana. So he lives in Indiana. Yeah. Okay, let me write Okay, down. so I'm monsterkidradio.net. Not the dot net. And he's what? Disney Indiana. And it, he, his website is DisneyIndiana.com. Oh my god. Does he talk about the parks? Yes, all the time. In oh. fact, right now he's on a Disney cruise. You don't understand. I am upset. Brian, I... Look, this is my Tiki Room stuff. You know, I saw that when I was coming through yeah. last night. Those I mean, are pretty awesome. see my house. Like, there's nowhere you can look that doesn't have Disneyland. That's exactly what his stuff. house is like. Really? He and his wife do this show every other week. He's going to be on Monster Kid Radio. He's one of my co really? one of my guests every once in a while. Because he also loves the classic sci-fi stuff. So you're going you're gonna to do that through satellite? Uh, through Skype. Through Skype, okay. Yep. That's Small really world, cool. no pun intended. That's yeah, awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> okay, great. Alright, I couldn't keep away. I just could not keep away. So I came back to the 99 drive-in for a second showing. It's Sunday night now. Uh, to my left is uh, Devin Devereaux. Uh, he's uh, in his car over there. He's going to be watching the movie as well. He's actually going to be a future uh, guest on Monster Kid Radio, so you'll get to hear him at some point. How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm excited. Right on. So you're going to hear Devin on a future episode of Monster Kid Radio down the line here in a few weeks where we're going to talk about The Fly featuring Vincent Price. So that'll be fun. So uh, I can't wait for the movie, man. Hell yeah. If memory serves, it looked just as good the second night as it did the first night. 
And I think that's really all there needs to be said about the experience. You guys and gals have heard most of it. So why don't we fast forward a little bit? There was another crash with Creature from the Black Lagoon at the Joy down the street here in Tigard, Oregon. They had brought it in, showing it in 3D as well. I was able to introduce the movie, and I played the introduction to that on a previous episode here. But at the crash itself, I was joined by some listeners of Monster Kid Radio, including Tom and Kiri Doffel. Now, they had never seen the movie before for either. So we're going to get to hear from them and hear what they thought about the movie. So this was a Monster Kid Radio crash and Tom and Kiri Doffel are here. And Tom was just saying something. I said, hold on a second. Let me get my recorder going. What were you saying, man? I I wasn't expecting that ending. I feel like this was an anti-science movie. I'm waiting for (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson to show up and debunk it for me. (laughs) Everything was fine until the scientist showed up. He was probably very lonely in his lovely lagoon Uh having a good time. And then the scientist showed up and, and had to ruin everything. Well, you know. I wasn't expecting that. I felt that he was trying to find a girl, and as soon as he th- th- saw her and thought that she was pretty and um, wanted to be her friend, that they went after him, and I thought it was very mean. Yeah, there are four people that I noticed that are in love with Julie Adams in this movie. <laughs> Two scientists, a creature who's lonely, and a podcast host. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You'd never seen the movie before, either one of you? We had never seen it, no. No. Mm-mm. Overall, what do you think? Overall, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Overall, I did like it. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I liked it a lot. Well, well what were you expecting going in? I was expecting something a lot cheesier and um, more drawn out, but I thought it was very well put together, and um, it was entertaining, and I thought the storyline was good, too. I liked it. And then we had to get out of the movie theater because they were vacuuming and cleaning up, but we continued in the lobby and even got joined by filmmaker Edward Martin III. All right, so we just moved out to the lobby. You were saying what you were expecting it to be cheesier? I was. I was expecting it to be a little bit cheesier, but I thought they did a good job and uh, a lot of action. I liked it. The underwater scenes were shot really well for uh, for that time period, I think. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, especially in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Was this remastered? I don't know about this particular print. It, I believe it probably was the Blu-ray that came out not too long ago, which was in 3D. Uh, this actually was a polarized version of the 3D. I didn't mention this during the introduction. How we saw it was how it was originally shot. The polarized 3D, not the red and blue glasses. It was actually this kind of 3D. So I thought the 3D was awesome. Yeah, it looked really good. The 3D was really crisp. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really good. A lot a lot better 3D than I expected. I liked it. i got to ask you about the music because I heard some snickering in the audience. You know, there's, there's that classic cue, the ba ba ba. Was it too much? I thought it was. They used it a lot. <laughs> it really built up a lot of tension. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were also remarking on uh, on Julie Adams' wardrobe. <laughs> See, I didn't want to mention that during the introduction because I didn't want to take away from the movie. But there's actually a drinking game. Every time she changes clothes, you're supposed to take a shot. Yeah. Every time she was on camera, she was in a different outfit. We and kept it, giggling about that, yeah. It didn't even make any sense. She'd be in her swimsuit for no reason. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of reason for that. <laughs> In the middle of the night, and she yeah. changes into shorts. It didn't make any sense. No, that's fine. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he doesn't know I'm going to do this. I'm going to rope uh, another guy in here real quick, because I know he dives. Uh, Edward Martin III, a filmmaker, a friend of mine. <laughs> that was awesome, sir. I actually have that as a ringtone. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, you're a diver. Yes. 
your experience as a diver, what, what did you think of the underwater sequences here? Well, you mean the visual sequences? Yeah. I actually enjoyed that. That was gorgeous, gorgeous work. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was uh, sort of stunned and fascinated by the equipment. I was looking at all the different equipment that they had, which is, I don't know, 40, 50 years old and comparing oh. that to what we have now. It's odd because I, I was analyzing it. It's like, what are they doing? No, that's not very safe. No, 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 no. They, <laughs> they don't have a dive computer. They don't have it. How do they know how deep they are? They don't have a depth gauge. Uh -huh. But yeah, the underwater sequences were fantastically gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, kept wanting to I kept wanting to say to the gill man, like, don't mess with the plants. Don't run into stuff. <laughs> You're tearing up the landscape. We're never going to be able to dive there. You're making a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike Tom and Carrie, you had seen the movie before. Oh, yes, many times. And where does it rank for you? It took me through puberty. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you appreciate Julie Adams' performance. Oh, yeah, hers too. <laughs> well, I, I always sort of thought it was about the Gilman. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> the title is The Creature from the... Or no, no, the, just Creature from the Black Lagoon. So I'll give you that. When was the first time you saw the film? Do you remember? Oh, gosh, probably when I was like seven or eight years old. My mother was a huge fan of horror and uh, some sci-fi, but she never really quite had like uh, the, the stamina to stick with it. She'd freak out and get scared, so she would come and get me. And I w So I've watched probably every uh, horror movie made in the 70s and the 60s, the back two-thirds of it. Oh, wow. Because I would often be asleep or in bed, and she'd get scared, and so she'd wake me up, and I'd come down and watch the rest of it. But then in the mornings on Saturday, I'd wake up, and where everyone else is watching cartoons, or Davy and Goliath, which is like a cartoon. Um, <laughs> I would instead watch all the Saturday morning horror movies, creature features, or whatever was showing at the time. Because every town has a Saturday morning creature feature show. Watch it. Why have we not had you on the show before, man? I, I don't know. <laughs> because I'm ephemeral. Yeah, we need to get you back on the show. So you've seen the movie before. You're a first-time viewer. Yeah. The sequels. Have you seen Revenge? Only bits of it. And are you motivated to see the sequel yourself? There's a sequel? There are two films after this. Revenge of the Creature, which is Clint Eastwood's first on-screen appearance, starring John Agar. And then there's The Creature Walks Among Us as well. They lead you to believe at the end that, that there isn't a sequel. Also the title, Creature. So I'm curious to how this can work. Spoiler, it's the same creature. Oh. All right. Well, I'll see it. <laughs> you sound so despondent about it. I was like, oh, I guess I'll see it. Well, because I, it seems so final. <laughs> I had come to grips with it. Well, there, there is that. The sequels are, I like the sequels. This one's my favorite, but Revenge is really good. How long after this one did the sequel come out? Uh, pretty short. Um, a year, I believe. Now, it's Clint Eastwood's first on-screen appearance after TV, or? Uh, I believe it's his first on-screen film. Right. I'd have to check the filmography of the dates, but he'd done some voiceover work before that for film. But this is the first time we actually see him. He's on screen for maybe... A minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, because he was in, what, Gunsmoke before that, I think? No, not Gunsmoke. One, what, one, one of those shows. shows. Yeah. No, he, he plays a scientist who loses his mouse. Oh. <laughs> I'm, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. Let's see it. I'm, I will. I'll stick with it. I'll see all three. They're on DVD. They're, you have to get them. They're really easy to get your hands on. I want to hear your thoughts on it. You know what they say. A scientist without his mouse is like a day without sunshine. <laughs> they say that, huh? They say that a lot. I need to hang out with more scientists because it sounds like they say really interesting things. You don't want to know what they say about a scientist without his monkey. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we lost Kiri. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll let you go, Tom. Thank you for coming out to the Monster Kid Radio no, Crash. No, I appreciate it. I look forward to the next one. Me too. I don't know what we're doing next, but we'll, we'll come up with something. Yeah, definitely. I'll be there. And Edward Martin the Third. We've never had you on Monster Kid Radio proper, so tell people where they can find you online. Oh, I'm online in tons of places, but really the place to find me best is hellbendermedia.com. You've heard me talk about him in the past, I'm sure. He's a regular attendee of the Lovecraft Film Festival and all that whole circle that I hang out with. So we'll have you on the show down the line, man. I look forward to it every single time. Awesome. So big thanks to Ray. And we referenced her. Liz actually came along to the drive-in showing as well. She didn't appear on the show, and she is no longer Ray's girlfriend. She is now Ray's fiance. So congratulations. You see you two crazy kids. We've already done that. Tom was the man who built the machine that we produce Monster Kid Radio on now as well. So big thanks to Tom for that, as well as appearing on the recording at the crash, as well as to Kiri. It was really cool to get her on the show. And Edward Martin III. If you guys and gals are not familiar with this man's work, you really need to be. He's a novelist. And then, like I said, he's also a filmmaker. He's got some big projects coming up. I think this year is going to be an amazing year for him. So keep your ears open for that name thank you for listening to this episode i appreciate having your ears open to me here while we gush about all things creature next time around well, we got something special planned and make some changes from what we originally were going to do but i think it's still going to be awesome i don't want to jinx it so i'm not going to tell you much more than that we'll call this a tease we'll see you next time why don't we go ahead and go out on theme from the moistening from the band invisible dracula again it's from the invisible ep you can find them at invisibledracula.bandcamp.com thanks to them for letting us use their music on the show that song belongs to them this podcast belongs to monster kid radio llc all original content by monster kid radio llc is licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported license talk to everybody next time (laughs) 